Do we get two stracks? We get two stracks. We get two stracks. Two stracks, and you're out. Two stracks of recording. So. <laughs> okay. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. Hello, everybody. Hello, all the listeners out there. Everything that listens to us. I Everything am, that listens. I am Barely Normal, and with me, as always, is Tabin. How are you, Tabin? Well, hi, Barely. I am great, and I wag. It's uh, good to be here with you once again. So today is December. December. No, it's not December yet. Not almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. It's, I mean, well, Thanksgiving just happened. So right. today is the 28th of November. And did you give thanks to... I did give thanks. I thanked so much. <laughs> I thanked. I thanked so hard. Yeah, it's it's good to do the thanksing. <laughs> of course, and yesterday was Black Friday. Ah, yes. So that's very. Um, I'm sure that it was a little weird. Well, I know it was a little weird because all the stores now have restrictions. There's the restrictions. <sighs> so there was probably nobody getting trampled this year. Which is good. Oh, it is yeah. good, but I mean, there's that tradition and everything. The trampling tradition, the Thanksgiving trampling, trampling. tradition. It, it's not the one where you bounce <laughs> up and down on and say woohoo. The trampoline. Oh no, that's trampoline, not trampoline. Trampoline. Right. Yes. Okay. And uh, so uh, we had a small gathering here at the house. This was the smallest Thanksgiving gathering I've had in like 20 years. 20 years. At least, yeah. So instead of 20 people, we had like seven. So that was nice. Wow. It is a nice change of pace. Of course, we we made a bird big enough for 20 people, uh, which course. we have plenty of leftovers now. <laughs> don't want to run off leftovers, and you will not. No, we're going to have turkey soup and turkey sandwiches and turkey, 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 turkey. Turkey, turkey, turkey frosting everything. and turkey pickles and turkey, turkey even. Turkey pickles. Hmm. Pickled turkey. Bleh. Yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe not. So I want to get back to this Black Friday thing. Do you know where the term Black Friday came from, Tabin? I do not, actually. I've wondered this, and I figured it had to do something that on Friday there was blackness, and so they call it Black Friday. I really don't know. Well, traditionally, of course, black has always been used to describe some sort of calamity, um, like the Panic of uh, 1869, when two greedy financiers tried to corner the gold market and the federal government released a large supply of gold, thereby driving the price down so much that many people lost their fortunes. Wow. Wow. Those those financiers, I tell you, that, that's what I heard because they're financiers. Finance ears. ears. Got it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. But but anyway, they, they drove it down, and everyone was unhappy about that. And then in eight in 1951, the, was the more modern use of Black Friday. It was used to describe the shortage of workers on the day after Thanksgiving because everybody was adding to to take the four day weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was also used anytime after Christmas when Christmas fell on a Thursday. And then it was also used if Christmas fell like on a Tuesday and people would take the Monday off, they called it Black Monday. Oh, I had not heard that one. Yeah. And so it's always about, you know, not so good having not the workers. So in the 70s, 1970s, fast forward to the 1970s. Fast. The term started to stick around about the day after Thanksgiving because many cities and towns had lots of heavy traffic and increased shopping. And so they called it Black Friday because they had to have put extra police on duty, extra 
clerks in the stores. So so it's still a financial related thing. Still a financial related thing, yes. Okay. And then move forward to the 1980s. Okay. And retailers started getting in on the hype. Hype. They wanted to move the terminology from a negative to a positive. So we're still, well, we're getting more in the optimistic age. So that's good. Yes, the eighties when they were they were doing their disco and like, very optimistic. The disco and the funky chicken and, and, and all that all stuff. that stuff, right? And they tried to explain it to say that you know most retailers and stores actually would operate in the red up until November, and then hmm. because of all the increased sales, they got into the black. Black. So the Black <gasps> Friday. So still so financial no, related. Actually, Black Friday has always been financially related and store related and retail related because you think about the Thanksgiving Day parades, right? Have you watched? Did you watch one this year on TV? Did you ever watch the Thanksgiving Day parade? I, I never actually watched that. No. It, really? It goes through oh, my, okay. It, yeah. I, I see it in my mind, but I don't actually watch the real thing. And uh, so like Macy's sponsors the Thanksgiving Day parade in New York City. It used to be called the Macy's Day parade not the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, really? Okay. And it was held on Thanksgiving and that it would launch the Christmas shopping season the day after Thanksgiving. A lot of stores up until the late 90s never decorated or put their Christmas stuff out before Thanksgiving. I wish we were back in those times, but okay. Right? (laughs) Yes. So now, you know, June comes along and they put out, you know, extra Christmas specials today. So Yeah, right. In June, exactly. That moved us forward to today, today, where Black Friday is commonly known as the day after Thanksgiving. And companies, a lot of companies and government agencies actually give that day off now. So they don't have to worry right. about people calling in. They just shut down. It's like Because they expect everyone's going to call yeah. in anyway. Just, we'll just give in. <laughs> right. And, you know, what's funny is it's changing with the times. There's actually a move to stop using the term Black Friday. Other retailers have started getting after the Thanksgiving sale or the holiday sale or the day after Thanksgiving sale because they've moved their start times and their close times and all that stuff. And with COVID, you know, everything's yeah. wacky this year. So we it's so wacky. We should call it like uh, pink with fluorescent polka dots and blue triangle tips day or something. Absolutely. Something along <laughs> that line. So, but Might have uh, to abbreviate it if we do that though. <laughs> yeah. So that is the history of Black Friday. And this has wow. been Recent History with Barely. There you go. Very interesting. I did not know any of that, I don't think. I think I've always thought it was financially related somehow because, you know, I mean, the store things and everything day after Thanksgiving, but there's a lot more history than I had any idea about. Well, when I started researching it out, because I was curious, and so I started researching it out, I didn't realize it went back as far as it did. I thought it was only the 70s when it started, but... Ah, no, way, way back then. Okay. Way back to the 50s. The late 1950s. 50s. Late, yes. Yeah, not not just the 50s, because that, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the year 51. The year 51 is when Black Friday started. <laughs> and, and way back then, it was called Black Friday because they didn't have any lights or anything back then, so everything was black. That's right. And, you know, they had a fire, and the charcoal was black. And the charcoal was black, and um, it was all doomsday, everything, so everything was black. So let's talk about media. Media. What have you been watching? So I've been continuing watching Young and Hungry this season. It's a cute little show. 
I, I like it. It makes me laugh. It's it's fun. And let's see, Queen's Gambit. I think they only have one season out right now, and I, I finished that. Pretty nice ending. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, mm. I really like the ending of the season anyway. I mean, and you know, it's like one of the most watched things right now. So by this time, everyone's seen the ending, but I won't give any spoilers anyway. I'll just say it. it's great. And I hope there's another season. You know, I don't watch movies until the weekends, but... Uh, for whatever reason, we started a movie. We just watched a little bit at a time, like during lunch and everything. And so we started um, The Broken Hearts Club, a movie back from 2000. <laughs> Had you ever seen The Broken Hearts Club? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I remember I've seen it long ago. It's good to watch again because it's been a while. It's very gay-centered. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of gay movies out there, like especially the older ones that are like not good at all like they're so bad i appreciate that they're they're trying and everything but they just don't turn out that great but this one actually is pretty good and you know it's a story about you know there's like i think four or five five of them um some of the gay friends and everything and they're it's kind of it's kind of a rom-com romantic comedy and it's fun to actually go back and look because Stars in it are Zach Braff. He was JD from Scrubs. Kerr Smith from Dawson. He was Jack from Dawson's Creek. And of course, he was gay on Dawson's Creek. So it's not surprising he's gay. But also really cool. Tim Oliphant, which is he's not not Elephant, but Oliphant is is one of the main people. And he is uh, Raylan Givens from Justified, which is also you know, talked about one of the main characters on Santa Clarita Diet. So this Ah. was a young him way back then. And so it's really interesting to like have seen him now and stuff. And then mm-hmm. go back and see him one playing this wonderful, fabulous gay character on um, Broken Hearts Club in this rom-com. So it, it's really cool. Having fun nice. watching that. Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, that's my favorite font, the Ollie font. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's my... <laughs> It, it's a it's very it's a sans serif. It's a sans serif font. A, yes. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I started watching Killing Eve on Hulu. It's not a movie; it's a series. Really? Stars- so does does Adam ever show up? <laughs> no, no, he's already dead. Clearly, clearly. Um, but the snake is there, though. Right, but it stars Sandra O. Oh from. Oh. Oh, yes. From Grey's Anatomy. You might remember her from Grey's Anatomy. Ah, I was going to say, I know that name, but mm-hmm. I couldn't place it. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. And then, of course, continuing the newest season of The Boys on Amazon Prime. How's and, that shaping up? Uh, it's still very violent and, <sighs> oh, my God. Just... <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, so still be careful when I watch it. Okay. Still be very, very careful when you watch it. And then, of course, the new Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access. Hi, uh, uh, you talked about that uh, last week, I think. Yeah. And that's not very violent at all. Uh, it's very Star Trekky. Oh, cool. Um, yes. And then, of course, the newest season of uh, then, of course, like it's like everybody knows, the newest season of The Crown on Netflix. I have not heard of The Crown. How's that? Really? What's that about? Uh, it's about Queen Elizabeth. Hence the name The Crown. It starts back, way back when in season. They're in the fourth season now. Oh, um, okay. And it follows her life through from when she ascended to the throne to current day right now the newest season is the season uh the time of her life where princess die comes into the family oh if you like historical drama it's good they take some poetic license but not a whole lot uh so it's 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 pretty good it's very good it bores the hell out of my husband but uh, 
<laughs> but you like it, and that's the main thing, right? But I like it, and he doesn't watch it. It's something I watch when he's busy at work. It is about time for what, Tabin? What do you think it's time for? I think it's time for tiddlywinks. No, on second thought, I think it's time for five-minute furs for fun. And the link has been posted. So while we're waiting for the five-minute furs, you promised everybody that you would give the answer to the census taker logic puzzle. Yes, I did. If you listened last week, my math for last week was a logic puzzle thing. Um, Now, I won't go through it now. Um, I'll let you go back and, and listen to it. So a census taker called at a man's house and said, what are the ages of your three daughters? The man said, if you multiply their ages together, it equals 72. And if you add them, it equals your door number. Census taker said, well, if you cannot give me any further information, I I still don't know. The man said, well, my eldest daughter has a dog with a wooden leg. The census taker then said right away, okay, thanks. I now know. And the question is, what are the ages of his daughters? So if Mm -hmm. you go back to the previous one, the logic goes a lot like that. I won't go through that logic now, and I'll tell you the answer. So pause right now so you can go back and see how that goes and try and figure this out. And when you figured it out, unpause the pod, and uh, I'll tell you. What do you mean the weasel ate my cheese? (laughs) Oh, I can't believe it was like that. It was... Wow. Okay. That that was great. Uh, so for any for that missed that, um, you really missed out. But yes. now I'll tell you the answer uh, to the logic puzzle. The ages of the man's daughters are three, three, and eight. Well, there you go. How much more could you expect? Three, I don't know. Three and three eight. and eight. Yeah. I, so I, I figured that out myself, just going through the same logic, and I think it's I think it's the right answer. But if any fur gets a different answer, you know, write us about it and uh, tell us what you think, and we'll uh, we can discuss. Yes, please write us letters. We we need letters. Letters are needed, like the thanks. You've got to give thanksings and letters. <laughs> so if the ten minutes is up for the five minute furs for fun, so let's move into our discussion with fluke husky what do you say i say i weigh i'm very excited to talk with that cutie husky joining us today is fluke the husky fluke welcome to our show hello thanks for having me yay thanks so much Uh, it's so really wonderful to hear your a little husky voice again. Apparently, you have a little husky voice. Whatever it is, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearing it again, and it's exciting for me. I wag. Hi, Taven. Nice Hi. To, nice to hear you again. We I've run into you several times at Further Confusion, our local furry con. Yes, yes. and BLFC a few times. And oh, yeah, we, yeah. Ran, we ran into each other, and we fell down because we ran very hard. But the fluff um, kept us alive. Yes. So before we get started, one of our associate editors, Rain Raccoon, wanted to pass on that he thinks you're adorable uh-huh. and loves watching you and Tyrox on YouTube. Oh, thank you. And thank I can't you. say for certain, but I think he might have a little fursuit crush going on here. So, oh, no. Forbidden. Uh, I know. Scandalous. Oh, scandalous. And he said, go USA furs, USAF, USAF furs, because he's USAF also. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. So I guess I'll ask Fluke for all our listeners that don't know, and maybe this pup, maybe, but I won't say for sure. What does USAF stand for? USAF stands for United States Air Force. Wow. So you went 
you went high up in very tall, big places. Yeah, flew everywhere, super high up in the air. Are you a pilot? No, I wish. <laughs> I think that's like the thing that everybody guesses about. Like when I tell them that I'm in the Air Force, they're like, oh, so do you fly? I'm like, no. <laughs> I wish. If you were a squirrel, you could be like Omnom and be a flying squirrel. But no, you're just a husky, so uh, you yeah. can't. One of these days, I'm I'm still studying, trying trying to get better at that. Omnom, you got to help us out. Yeah, Omnom, I need your help. <laughs> and like the, I mean, like most military, you know, the like the army, the the infantry is one small part. The pilots are one, just one small part of the air force, right? It's an entire thing. Like you need you need jobs for everything that we do. You know, right. We, we need jobs to to maintain the bases to. To fly, you know, security. To chase their tail. Yeah. I'm former Army, and I can tell you, I always enjoyed being on the military, at the Air Force bases, because you guys ate way better than we did. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is very true. Oh, you know about that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been to a couple Army bases, and I'm like, oh, man, I... I uh, I, I chose. I forget how much I appreciate the mess hall food and, and air force bases. Mm-hmm. You, t- you mm-hmm. totally chose right. You didn't realize it, but you you took the right path. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about. Uh, I was reading on your Twitter today something about. Uh, is it Hibiki whiskey or how do you pronounce it? Oh, Hibiki. Yeah, that I, I was asking everyone what their favorite alcoholic beverage is. I wanted to answer the question myself, of course. So I said that my favorite alcoholic beverage is habiki whiskey yeah. and does that have to do with like a little raccoon <laughs> why is, is does habiki sound like a name for a little <laughs> it, raccoon it kind of so the first thing i think it it, the first thing i'm envisioning is a tiki torch and for some reason my little puppy brain went to raccoon and i don't actually think there's any connection there besides the fluff in my brain so <laughs> i just was wondering if there was anything to that <laughs> No, actually, it's it's just a plain old whiskey, but uh, it's very good. It's a it's a nice blend of of different uh, types of whiskeys. Is it Japanese? It is Japanese. Yeah, the name sounds Japanese. So. It whiskies you away. It whiskies yeah. me away. Oh my cow! Anyway, so moving right moving right along. Speaking of cow, so tell us about. <laughs> I'm such a pup. Speaking of cows. Speaking of cows, you're the pun master. You're so punny. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going on with me, actually. But uh, <laughs> but you know me a little bit, so you're not surprised to hear me say things like this, I think. I don't know. No, it's completely normal. Completely normal. Speaking all about you, though, where did Wonderful Fluke Husky come from? What's his history? Tell us about all that wonderful fluff. I was a, a pretty average and, and boring kid growing up. But then I discovered the furry fandom and I was like, oh, I want to I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. So uh, do that. I combined my favorite color with my favorite species, which is a husky. And I made this blue husky dog named Fluke. And that was about 10 years ago. When you said your favorite color and your favorite um, animal, I was like, oh, wait, so you became a turquoise <laughs> turtle. But but you're not. So what know. happened there? But OK, no, that, that would have been the second just... choice. But, Second uh, choice. Okay, good, good. When was the furry, when did you discover the furry fandom then? So it was back, I actually remember the year. It was back in 2012, or maybe it was 2013. Um, I found a little compilation video of someone having fun at a convention. I think it was at FWA 2012 or something. And I've never seen any videos like this before. And I saw all these people in their fursuits running around. 
at first I was like, oh, fursuits, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about those. Crazy. Then, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But then like, <laughs> once I saw how, like, how much fun everyone was having with it, I was like, oh, these are like completely normal people. Like just well, well now come lives. on now come on normal <laughs> people come on <laughs> well normal people minus tape no just kidding oh, okay. <laughs> there you go okay now we got it right right and uh, I was like well if these people can do this then why can't I so I set on a quest, quest. To, to make a furry version of myself and uh, a fur suit eventually and uh, that happened the, the and, uh, quest the, the quest. quest started the quest with... has been achieved. The quest, the quest has been for achieved. Fur. The quest for fur. Quest fur. for fur. Husky, you used to have a crown, and now you have a flower. So tell us about the crown to flower transition. Well, my my crown it it has deflated a little bit. So oh, I decided, okay. I was like, yeah, it's it's not functioning as as well as it used to back in the day. So uh, had to retire it for a little bit, replace it with a little. With a little flower. But so was there a something before the crown? I actually, this is something I actually do not know. No, I just didn't wear a crown. I remember. Just I just wanted to wear a crown? Yeah, I was, I was just a husky. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I was just a basic husky. Basic. Basic. But, uh, I was. <laughs> no, There's I no such in, thing. <laughs> I danced in a lot of uh, convention dance competitions. And uh, at the end of one competition, yeah, I think I placed first. It was at Denver. Uh, dance competition and that was the very oh. first time that I placed first and s- so somebody came up to me and uh, was like here you deserve this and it was just a crown it was an inflatable oh. blown up crown <laughs> I was like oh that's cute and I was I was gonna give it back to them like it, like once I find them but uh, I could never find them so I was like okay well I guess I'll keep well, it's, this it's mine now <laughs> yeah so now whenever you see me walking around you'll see a crown on my right ear well not, not anymore well, for a little bit, it'll be it'll be retired, and then maybe I'll get another one on Amazon or something. I, I guess it's possible to get another one. Actually, you might have a good point there. If you get another one, we need to have a coronation ceremony. You see? Oh, right. Because yeah, it's true. Well, that. you'll already have the flower for the ceremony, so it'll work out. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, personas that you would like to share with us? No, I'm just fluke husky. I was I have been thinking about um, an idea for another persona, maybe eventually, but I feel like there there's like a separation between fluke and not fluke. I like I feel like because fluke has I guess gotten so much attention, I feel like it's it's kind of turned him more into a brand instead of a <laughs> right. an actual person, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't mind having a persona that is kind of more personal and not mm-hmm. really. Uh, also, I feel like I wouldn't really be comfortable sharing who that persona is because I want it to be so personal. And I feel like, right. I, yeah, I feel like if I were to get a fursuit of that persona, then I would just walk around and not really tell anybody that I'm fluke because I'm it's no, it's that makes sense. me. I, I feel like I, I would have another persona, but um, it would be confidential. You can be Hibiki the hamster. <laughs> that's genius. Or Hibiki the raccoon, because yes. apparently that's the raccoon thing now. And I wouldn't say any words. I'll just say Hibiki. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow, and when just you like get Pikachu. Like a Pokemon. Yeah, like yeah. a Pokemon. And when you get really, really excited, you say Hibiki Whiskey. Hibiki Whiskey. 
Yeah, only when yeah, only when I'm really excited. Only when you're really excited. No, yeah. <laughs> um, it would be a rare occurrence. Um, your fandom involvement. So you you mentioned competitions, of course. And so let's start with how about cons? What cons would you typically go to? And like, what what is what was your first con? Um, yeah. Well, I love uh, FC. <laughs> further further confusion. Are you are you leaking? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the word. I was like F something. Your 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 crown is leaking. It's leaking again. Yeah, exactly. Crown, oh, there it goes. That's why bye I bye. Or maybe it was his flower that's leaking flower. now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, that's my convention. That's my local con. Further confusion, and then uh, biggest little fur con in Reno, Nevada. That's about a four hour drive away from me. So it's. Nice and convenient. Yeah, so those two, definitely. I first met you at, well, one of those two. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember which. But, I think uh, it was for the confusion. I remember seeing I, you walking around in the lobby, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this pup is so cute. Oh, and, uh, you weren't even looking at me, I apparently. <laughs> I was uh, new to everything at the time. I didn't have a fursuit or anything, so, uh, and I didn't know anyone. So I was like, oh, and this this pup is like running around and, and poking at people and stuff. I, and <laughs> hugging them when they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. You know now that they're very Taven things, but at then you're like, what is even going on over there? I remember, yeah. um, so we had uh, Paco Panda on the show. I think he's episode number eight or something. I first met him at TFF one year, and he was saying something along the same lines is that, he said, I remember thinking I was seeing you and like this puppy was way over there and doing these crazy things. I'm like, what is this crazy puppy doing? Crazy. And it's, it's kind of along the same lines. So yeah. it's nice to know that there's consistency in my crazy fluff. Yeah. 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 Taben from three years ago is the same Taben to now. He's just crazy, genuine, happy pup mm-hmm. dog. Well, yeah. happy, happy, fluffy puppy, or no, it's happy, playful puppy. But yeah, happy, playful puppy. Yes, yeah. happy, playful puppy. So, <laughs> but, how many um, competitions have you been in, Fluke? I think I've, I, I've lost count. I think I want to say a dozen. <laughs> a dozen. Wow. Okay, <laughs> twelve, twelve, one dozen is yeah, <laughs> one dozen equals twelve. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you've been in um about twelve ish competitions, and your first one you said was biggest little fur con. Biggest two thousand and sixteen. My first BLFC was the next one after that. I was a very awkward dancer back then. I still <laughs> feel like I'm an awkward dancer, but I I managed myself a little bit. No. Oh my. Oh my cow. No way. You are an amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. And we'll actually we'll we'll get to that and hold that thought. <laughs> so I remember at. BLF, I think it was BLFC 2018. We were um, doing floor wars together. I didn't. We didn't compete against each other, oh, but yes. um, like we were sitting there, and so you know, you sit in the front. The front. We were sitting in the front. However, you do that, but yes. we figured it out. <laughs> and we were sitting next to each other, and you held my tail on your lap the whole competition. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was so stressed out, and I was like, David. Can I just hold your tail? <gasps> I remember that. Now I remember that's how that <laughs> happened. And that's yeah, I was so anxious. because, I, Yeah, it was like, I think it was both of our first floor war. So it was my first, I can't remember. It was my first or it was, was my second, first? I think. My, my, oh, my first one was at um, A&W in Seattle the previous year. But I, I mean, still a little bit nervous, Pop, definitely. Yeah, it's so scary. Yeah. Your tail brought therapy to me. So thank oh, you. Oh, good. Thank it's you. a therapy. No problem. My therapy tail was happy to help. 
Theratel. Ask your doctor or pharmacist if Theratel is right for you. <laughs> right. The side effects may include blah, 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 blah. Fluffing, wagging, um, pupping, Pupping, chasing, you know, all kinds of things. No, I'm glad I I brought that up because not for no real reason other than that's just a memory I have about that that competition. Um, And so I wanted to share it with you just the fact that I remember that. And I'm glad I did because I forgot that I was a helpful therapup tale then too. So we were helping each other and that was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that too. That That was a good time. And I remember you jumped up and you uh, flossied at one point. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I just remember all the kids floss now and it's not cool anymore. It's not cool anymore. It turned into a a Fortnite dance. And then everybody was like, oh, flossing's not cool anymore. Flossing's not Mm -hmm. cool anymore. No. Although I, I, I I still have a gif of me flossing, so... Nice to post that. Well, you made first place uh, at a comp, and that's amazing. Do you feel that's your um, favorite, or what was your actual favorite that you uh, did, either Floor Wars or like a, a choreographed dance comp? I don't know. I feel like my favorite would honestly be like a choreographed dance comp because with choreography, I work so hard to like make it look good, but with with Floor Wars, it's all just like right there in the moment. It's all freestyle. So I really like being able to go on stage during a dance competition and be able to show off like all this hard work that I've that yeah. gone through. So I love both. Um, I've been in a few dance comps and a few um, Floor Wars. And I, mean, I love them both. They both have like great things about it. I, I feel I'm with you in that the dance comp being able to just show, you know, you've done all this hard work and you want to yeah. entertain everyone with all this work you've done. And, and I feel like and so it's not... I feel like it's not as stressful as Floor Wars either, because with Floor Wars, you just have to be really prepared (laughs) for anything. But with Dance Comp, like you have this choreography in the back of your head. And if you freak out, just remember your choreography. We are of like fluff mind here because so we've had some other great dancers on the show, like Strobes and um, Ronnie. So Strobes was saying, like, for his dance comps, he doesn't actually have a routine that he's done. It's just, yeah. he might have some, like, things he did. So you might know this about him. He might have some things he knows he wants to do, but really it's kind of a freestyle thing, which is, like, both me and Barely, when we'd heard of that, we we're like, oh, my cow, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> a fantastic freestyle dancer, definitely. Apparently. He calls them bookmarks, places that he wants to be at certain times during the, the competition. Oh, yeah. And and Ron, Ronnie does that, too. I was listening to Ronnie's um, interview the other day, and he called, yes, yeah, so they, they both kind of do that. Although Ronnie's has more of the uh, rehearsed, um, what am I trying to say, rehearsed routine yeah, than um, Drobes does. Chore- choreographed, more choreographed. choreographed. There you go. Yeah, it's I a big like, word for this. <laughs> I feel like uh, as time went on, I started to slowly migrate more to uh, freestyle routines. My latest routine at MFF 2018, actually. Wow, that was such a long time ago. That was like <laughs> half That was like half choreography and half uh, freestyle. So did you did a semi-bookmark thing then and that there were just places you wanted to be or end up or movements you know you wanted to make well, and you just kind of freestyle to get there? <laughs> it ended up being like oh, I choreographed the, ha- like the first half but then I didn't have time to choreograph the second half. So I was like, okay, oh, I'm going to freestyle. Okay. <laughs> it ended up being all right. So uh, it gave me more confidence to uh, maybe freestyle for 
dance competitions cool. in the future. I mean, you've done um, amazing stuff at um, Floor Wars from what I've seen. So thank you. Overall, what do you think was your favorite dance comp? I mean, in, in any whatever genre, um, what do you think your favorite dance comp that you did was for and for what reason? I really liked Denver, that one that I got. Then I got first in. Well, yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I just really like that convention in general because it's smaller and you just kind of can relax more. The dance comp was just kind of, I knew I didn't have to dance in front of like a ton of people like MFF, so I wasn't as stressed out to do it. And that kind of showed in my dancing, like I was just more relaxed and I was just having a good time. I met a lot of really cool people at that dance competition. So it had more of a kind of a family-ish, smaller, intimate, yeah. I guess, for lack of a better word, Phil. And so it just made you feel more at home. Yeah, it was just smaller and it felt more at home. And I, yeah, it, it was a nice break from all the craziness of the of the bigger fur cones. Crazy! craziness i understand i haven't been to denver yet um but i hear here it's a good one at cons have you ever do you ever do any panels i haven't seen you do any panels but that doesn't mean you haven't actually yeah i did um so speaking of uh ronnie uh when i went to anthrocon i uh talked to him and gail frostbane about how they set up floor wars and how they are able to run these events like such huge events how they end up like being so successful, like such a great turnout and everything. And they really gave me a lot of like really good tips and ground rules for how to, how to run a floor wars. I wanted to bring floor wars to further confusion. So I did, uh, and I renamed it to Bay battle. And that was the first, I remember that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That was the first panel that I've ever organized and hosted. It turned out really well. Was that, that was this year, wasn't it? 2020? Yeah, that was this year before everything happened. Before everything happened. I, I remember that, yeah. I I, wait, I was waking the whole time, if you can believe that. I think I waked <laughs> the entire five days, so. That actually cleared up something for me, because the whole day that I was prepping, having you on the show, I'm like, I think this is the guy that hosted Floor Wars at FC, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's like, so, okay, now I'm, now I'm sure. That was a, a huge, a huge thing for me. I was, I was planning all, all previous year for it. Yeah, I was planning nice. all 2019 for, for Bay Battle in 2020. And do you feel it went well? I mean, from what I remember, it went well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I feel like it, it definitely went well. I had a, my co-host, uh, JD Puppy. Oh yeah, amazing, JD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's an amazing host and he has so much energy. And he's just like a huge inspiration as a host. He really carried the show. He did a great job. Yeah, it was, it was a great turnout too. It was a great turnout. Yeah. At A and W, uh, MC'd what was was it Floor Wars and then half of the dance comp, mm-hmm. and as the- well, so only half. Yeah, only only half. Halfway through. Well, I, I forget if it was Floor Wars or it was one or the other because we, we had both at A and W last year, and uh, I think you know. Um, uh, hogwash um, racket. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was hosting, and then about actually maybe or maybe maybe a quarter of the way into it, he ran over to me because um, I was I was doing the yeah it was floor wars because I was sitting there and I was doing the floor wars and stuff too and actually participating, and I was sitting there at one point and then um, Hogwash runs up to me, gives me the mic and his paper and says here you finish this, and um, I 
didn't expect that. Okay. But so, of course, I just jump into pup mode, which means there was a lot of really bad puns because I didn't know what else to do. I bring this all up because Barely was saying how well attended it was. And then there was me that was telling all these horrible puns. <laughs> and I think a few people actually left because of the puns. Well, and then, you know, I mean, I'm a pup, so I get a little distracted and stuff. And so, you know how in four words, they say um, the MC, you know, goes one, two, three, and the judges point to the ones they want. Well, one, two, three got a little boring after a few iterations for this pup. So I kind of started going like, okay, so on the count of six, but count by twos. So two, four, six. Oh, no. Okay, count count backwards to three from ten by two and a half or something. like. I don't know. Anyway, it... Oh, aren't you a math puppy? Listen to a couple of your other podcasts and you've, you've gotten into a couple of math formulas. I, I do, yes. Uh, so I, I do a little math thing on every other week these days. So yeah. But I forget how I got on all that. I didn't mean to talk about me at oh, all. So yeah, please, I... Yeah. I apologize profusely. So, Fluke, are you are you part of the Ferocity crew? I am. Yeah, yeah. Rane, uh, me, Kai, and a couple other members. Hogwash, Damage. So, tell us about that. How did you become involved in this magical fluff? I think just over time, as I uh, competed in conventions and uh, performed and everything, Rane and, and I became really good friends, and I also became good friends with Kai. And uh, Rane eventually was was just like, hey, we really like your dancing and we'd lo- we would love for you to join our dance crew. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, let's do it. So now whenever we uh, meet up at conventions and stuff, we, we try to make it a point to like record a little music video of us all freestyle dancing. And then we, yeah, we produce a little music video. So let's see. So when Ronnie was on, we actually asked him about this. Because he started the crew, didn't he? Yes. And so he was saying, I think you have a video on your YouTube or Twitter, and then there's other other videos kind of spread around. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, they are kind of spread around. Um, a couple are on my channel. I think a couple are on uh, Chada's channel. Um, Chada is a videographer, and uh, he, he filmed the video for one of ours, so... So we'll just have to look around and and search the internet. (laughs) Do the research, yeah. Do the research. Let's see. So, oh yeah. So dancing then. When did you? How long have you been dancing? When did you get into it? And how did you get into it? I feel like I've I've been dancing my whole life, but I've I haven't really been taking it seriously until a couple years ago when I started competing. So I used to tour with this uh, (laughs) with this show choir professionally for about a year, and they wanted me to. The dance yeah tour um and we went to a bunch of different uh countries and everything uh and we sang and they also had a, a professional choreographer come in and uh, teach us choreography for our songs that we would sing once i got done with the tour i was like oh i want to do more of that that was really fun and that was the same time that i entered into the fandom so it was it was kind of like a nice transition was that a military group yeah it was it was a military group okay what was it called it was called tops and blue do, do you know the tops and blue? Tops and blue. What would you say, Taven? What? Uh, barely do you know the tops and blue? I do. That's a very difficult group to get into, I understand. Yeah, it is. Um, the audition process was very rigorous. And is that a paid position within the Air Force? Yeah, it was a full... They basically take you away from your current job, mm-hmm. and they uh, put you in, as a uh, TDY, temporary duty assignment. Uh, very tidy. Him. Tidy, tidy, <laughs> <Yeah>. tidy <laughs> for uh, yeah to- for Thompson Blue touring for one year, and then they wow. put you back in your job once you once you- the year is up, up over. Wow, that's kind of cool. Are you still 
Um, USA effing. I am. Yes. Oh, you are. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for your continued service. <laughs> well, thank you for your support. <laughs> I mean, you probably said that before at the beginning, but I, I guess I didn't realize. I guess I thought it was a past tense <laughs> thing. I was. It was a very intense for me because it was also a past tense. <laughs> Are there a lot of furs in the Air Force? There are, yeah. Really? They're kind of hidden away, but once you find them, then it's pretty easy to, to find a good, solid group of friends that you can solid. relate to. Do you see them at cons? And so, you, like, do you reunite every now and then? I, I do. I, I know several furs, but I don't think I want to give away their identity. No, <laughs> no that's not. fine. No, 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 no that's, that's fine. I was just wanting to know if you got to see your family, because that's another family you've got going on. So I want to make sure that yeah. you still got had contact with your family. So that's great. So for any fur out there that wants to start dancing, or maybe they are already a little bit of a dancing fur, but they want to improve, what sort of information or what information and uh, advice would you give them? I think my best advice that I would give to them and also myself in the past is Everyone is just as terrified as you are to step up on stage and try, but not a lot of people actually go up and do it. Once you actually go up on stage, it's an incredibly rewarding experience. Once you're up there, you'll realize just how many people will support you and will say that, oh, I wish that I would have done what you have done. I wish that I had the kind of courage that you had. But it's really just a leap of faith. Like if you if you just try to get up there and perform it doesn't even have to be at, at like a for a dance competition or anything. If it it could be like at a party or something, you should mm-hmm. get up and dance, um, and you'll be surprised at how many people love seeing you expressing yourself and and root for you and support you for what you want to do. Very cool. So, i.e., like Nike says, just do it. Basically, just do it. Yeah, like Shia LaBeouf. Hippie. What's going on? I don't know you. So, not, that doesn't really make sense there, but okay. <laughs> so if you could go back in time, say 20 years, I don't know. I don't know your age, but if you were to go back in time to tell tell yourself 20 years ago something, what would you tell yourself? What would you tell um, your young, 20 year younger self? I guess you always have a choice. Like you can, uh, you don't have to always listen to people who are trying to control your life, be it certain friends groups or your parents or a bad relationship or something you are an individual and you're able to um to control where your life will go i feel like you've always wanted this lifestyle that i'm living right now and i think that you've Mm. uh, achieved it interesting right yeah interesting so like you're you're there so like why didn't you start doing this before (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that that makes sense no that makes sense Nice. Your uh, social media presence. Um, so you have a big YouTube. How can we see more of you? What, where's your social media and everything like that? But in particular, um, your YouTube, I'd like to know your YouTube. Um, how did you start with that? And um, how did that grow? And, and how's that going now? And how involved in you? in you how in, you're very involved in you but also how involved in it are you uh, well I'm, I'm very involved in youtube now I, I do weekly videos a lot of people seem to like it i started youtube by making a fursuit unboxing video but it was a parody and the title was going to be fursuit unboxing video in all caps <laughs> the video would be me and fursuit opening boxes that i got from amazon nice because it's a fursuiter unboxing video <laughs> It, and I thought that that was first... just a genius thing. So I wanted to make it. And 
uh, a lot of people like laughed at it and they're like, oh, this is funny. You should do more. So I was like, okay. So I, I took it and I ran with it. And now I'm, I'm making weekly videos and it's fun. That's a lot of videos. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of videos. I think I've been making weekly videos for about a year now. So what is your, what is your YouTube? If you just go to youtube.com slash fluke husky, you can see me. So any other social media presence besides YouTube? No, just the same as every other furry is uh, the Twitter. I feel like a lot of furries have Twitter. So the Twitter, um, the Twitters, (laughs) (laughs) Fluke Husky on there. I I just made a TikTok, but I don't really plan on posting. Oh no! Yeah, (laughs) what are you fifteen? Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I I just wanted to make one because I I loved. uh, Oh, I learned this choreography. I remember, and I wanted to share it, but I was like. I want to try something new. And instead of putting it on Twitter, I want to put it on TikTok. You know, these days it's modern thing is the TikTok, whereas way back when, like in the 80s, it was the Tic Tac. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you breathe without a Tic Tac? Of course. But I wouldn't recommend it. So Tabin, do you have anything else you'd like to talk to Fluke about? Or can we let him get about his busy, busy schedule? Now that you've had you talk to me for uh, 45 minutes. How are, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. I just had my Chipotle and I'm oh. happy. I'm fed. <gasps> oh <laughs> I'm content. Um, uh, I'm, well, I'm also, also, I'm in school. So I'm, I'm, gonna, oh, I'm, about to, yeah, I'm about to graduate in May. So I can't oh, wait. To, that's so exciting. I wait for you so much. Congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited because I've been working so de- hard on school. What's your degree going to be in? Computer science. Oh, cool. Hooray. Computers. I I like those things. But I have to go back to the Chipotle thing. You're you're down there, down south, and maybe that's all they have. That's all they have? You have no other food. (laughs) You have no other food than Chipotle. (laughs) Only burritos. Burritos um, and tacos. Chipotle. There you go. At... I think it was Ferlandia 20, I don't know, some Ferlandia, um, Majira was there. And so I, I met Majira and that was great. And I was talking to him. I don't know how, I'm sure I brought it up because I'm a pup and I do these types of things. I asked him, so is it Cadobo or Chipotle? And he, he was like, right away, Chipotle. And I gave him a bad time about that. <laughs> and I, I think he's um, thought like poorly of me ever since. Oh no. I have strong opinions about certain things. Did I trigger you about my Chipotle? <laughs> <laughs> it did totally and so the first you said that and the first thing i thought was these these flashbacks to this conversation i had with majira and how it alienated him from me and because of my uh, uh position on Cadova versus chipotle and now you bring that up and now it's it's a thing and like you you're now gonna alienate me and i think i've done that because i brought this up and it's just so much drama the free drama that's happening right now okay so tabin only because i'm confused i'm sure our listeners are confused are you pro or con chipotle that this is actually <laughs> you know now that i think about what i've just been saying the last 5 minutes um, it's probably not clear what my it's true not clear. stance no. is <laughs> i will go on record by saying i'm pro cadoba uh, a little bit con chipotle chipotle I think it's the same with me. Just because I eat uh, Chipotle doesn't mean that I I swear by it, but (gasps) it was there. Okay. Okay, I, was, we can, I was stopping at Trader Joe's and I was like, ooh, Chipotle. So I wanted to get some. We can be friends again. So that's good. We can be friends. Yes. 
<laughs> if we were into science, we'd be into forensic science. Okay, I'm done. I, I'm okay, done. I'm done with the puns. I'm done with the puns already. I only have so many sound effects I can drop in, Tabin. <laughs> it's true. I, I've used them up. I've used them up. <laughs> well, Fluke, thanks for joining us. It's been great to have you on the show. You are great to talk to, fun to talk to, and um, I, I hope that you continue to listen and continue to win lots of competitions when we finally have competitions again again yeah yeah One thanks for having me on that was yeah fun. and uh, and i look forward to the fluff hugs again and the wagging around with you and it'll be great someday but until then we wag virtually and yeah. i say bark bark hey Beaky. that was awesome awesome possum what do you say i say awesome possum fluffy um puppy and all that good stuff yeah he's he's a really fun um fur to talk to as you know um because we've mm-hmm. done it before um he's got a lot of just kind of good things to say he's a, obviously had a lot of experience in lots of different things um i had just found out today about his involvement in the usaf and that's that's a whole nother um dimension i can't wait to be at a con somewhere and find uh hibiki the hamster or hibiki the raccoon i know, and we'll know exactly who that is i know it's like we just ruined it for him we've got to he's got to do something he's else to, he can't do that now he's an amazing dancer i have to say i've oh yeah i've um I was uh, digging through some of my old footage of the various cons that we've been at. Every con we've been at, he's been in the dance competition. He's done. He's done a lot of them. It takes, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of work to do that. So that, so that's great. I think he's better than he thinks he is. But that's common with a lot of our people that we've interviewed. A lot of yeah. the people that we've interviewed that we talked to, they are very humble. They don't think they're very good about anything that they do. And then, um, <laughs> but you know, we watch them and it's like. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. And, you know, I think a part of that is also the the whole, like, when you're doing something that you're doing, it's like you, you're with yourself all the time. So you're used to seeing you do it. And so you're more critical of yourself, even just subconsciously, because you're you and you know what you do. Whereas mm-hmm. if other people, other furs are watching you, this is something, even if they've seen you before, this is, you know, something really new to them. And so it's like a whole nother level than what they used to seeing so that that kind of actually makes sense that they're like oh yeah well i think we should get on to our next segment what do you say tabin i say tabin segment way let's do that or stuff all right well it's time now for furries in the news furries in the news. so in scouring the web once again once again while we're talking about this, since I guess it is kind of furries in the news and we're furries and we're in the news, I guess, our podcast is now featured on Flayra's site. Oh, cool. Cool. Where can thought- we find it on? I guess if they're listening, they don't need to find it. But um, if they wanted to find it on Flayra's site, where would they go? Uh, go to Flayra's site on the right hand side of the site. She's got or they've she. I don't know if it's a she. Why do I think Flayra's a she? I don't think. She, I, I, don't I don't know. They. <laughs> have different sections like news briefs and whatnot and it has a media and podcast section and ours is featured there now and for any fur that doesn't know flara is um, a great furry news site just like a dog patch press it's f-l-a-y-r-a-h if you want another furry news site so the other thing that i found today is there is a india gogo or india gogo something i don't know but it's i don't know it's in. It's kind of like a GoFundMe, but okay. it's over in Spain. Ah, 
they are creating a game called Secret Names, the Furry Edition. Oh, I think I happened to just see this like yesterday, but I don't know anything about it. They're looking for about $5,000 to get their game published. They have $368 American so far. So if you want to go give them a hand, uh, you can give them different levels. I think if you give them $55 American or $46 European, your name, your Sona can be in the game. That's very cool. Maybe I'll have to do that. You can get a copy of the game for $34 American or $29 European, and they are estimating to be shipped in March of 2021. Okay. I wait. That's exciting. I think I'll have to get it anyway, if nothing else. I understand. You kind of mentioned to me that uh, you had some follow-ups to our discussion with Fluke. I was thinking that, you know, I I have two things to apologize for, I I realized. And one is that that I brought up the... a&W uh, Floor Wars and, and my puns and everything in the, in the dance comps and stuff again. And I realized I've been bringing that up a lot. I don't know how that's been coming up a lot in our podcast. I, something's going on with me that, I, that I'm latching onto that. And so I apologize to every fur that keeps hears me keep talking about it. And here I am talking about it again. So I, I apologize for that. And my other apology is... I kind of went off on Chipotle, uh, Cadoba thing. And I mentioned how, like when I was talking to Majira uh, several years ago and and told him how, no, it has to be Cadoba. You can't. Chip- so I, I apologize to any fur that I might have offended by saying, no, you can't do Chipotle. Because Chipotle is not bad. I do like Chipotle. So I like Cadoba better. And I don't think that came through. So I apologize to all you furs. I apologize to you, Fluke, and I apologize to you, Majira. <laughs> I hope you will forgive me and talk to me again someday. And if you don't, I completely understand, but hopefully that's not the case. Okay, I, oh, I'm done with that. That's all I have to say about that. Qdoba, is that the all-vegetarian or all-vegan restaurant? No, not at no. all. This pup likes his chicken and stuff. So Kadoba, maybe I'm pronouncing wrong. I've always pronounced it Kadoba, but mm-hmm. it's like it, if you read it like it's spelled, it's Qdoba. Qdoba is it's like Chipotle. And in fact, if you go into a Kadoba, like they're set up, is the same as Chipotle's, but I think Adoba was first anyway. Mm. I mean, like I, I had been going to Kadoba a lot and then I went into Chipotle and it's like, they're ripping off Kadoba. Their setup is the exact same thing. <laughs> like the like literally, literally, the black beans and pinto beans were arranged ex- like the pinto was on top and the black <laughs> was on bottom or something. The exact same as Kadoba. And then there's the chicken and st- and it's the, it was the exact same setup. And I'm like, the hmm. only thing that di- makes this different in, in the setup from Kadoba is that Chipotle doesn't have queso sauce. See, that's, I think, why I like Kadoba better is because Kadoba has their signature queso sauce, which is like really good. And in fact, like I never used to like um, nachos, if you can believe that, whatever. But then Who I doesn't like nachos. See, exactly. But then <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But then um, I had nachos, chicken nachos at Cadoba, and I was hooked. Like that's all I ever got there or something. Anyway, so that's that story. And you know, I've been places where they've had like a Chipotle and Cadoba right across the street from each other. It's like literally mm. across the street. And then there's another place that's similar to Chipotle and. Kadoba that does the burrito th- you know you walk in and they make this stuff oh, the but burrito bar yeah. yeah yeah and it's but they are kind of like a south south california thing they mm-hmm. got surfing 
They've got a surfing theme to the whole place. Oh, I think I've seen. I don't know what. Yeah, no, I think I know. I can't remember what that place it. is called. We'll have yeah. to talk about that next week. And uh, if Cadoba or Chipotle or any of these other places would like to help sponsor us, please reach out to <laughs> us at at earlyforecasting.com. I love how you segued into that. We did not plan that. That just made no made it uh, mark right now. <laughs> Are you nervous, anxious, on edge, scared, or apprehensive? Perhaps you are fearful of doing something new, or you're irritated over traffic, crowded airports, COVID, or Uber. Well, all of these things can be calmed or overcome through the newest therapy from Puprazenica, Theratale. Theratale is a replica of the soft and fluffy tail of Tabin, and when held tightly or stroked during particularly intense situations, can relieve the tension, make you calm, and help you become the fur you need to be. Theratale is not for everyone, but it may be for you. Ask your veterinarian or pup pharmacist if Theratale is right for you. Do not use Theratale if you are currently using another calming device, have no need for Theratale, or are under the age of 21 in dog years. Side effects may include pupping, wagging, chasing leaves, incoherent rambling, running around tables, hugging lamps, and general pupphoria. Theratale is not a real product. Claims are not verified by the FDA or the PDA. If you can't afford your Theratale, Puprazenica may be able to help. Theratale, when you need to be calm. So I think this week is a story week, is it not? It is not not, because it is a story All right. week. And well, I actually have two things to read. Two? One, one, two. Oh, I don't know. I tried to do the <laughs> count on um, Sesame Street, but that didn't work right. very well. So the first thing I want to read is called In the Garden with Bumblebee Bear. Bumblebee Bear. Bumblebee Bear. His middle initial is B, so he's Bumblebee ah. Bear. He's not like a, a stingy bee or anything, but... He would crush the flowers if he landed on them, I'm he, sure. He, they, he would not be good for the flowers. And so it goes like this. Oh, and it's by Stephen Cosgrove and Charles Reasoner. He's a big reasoner. <laughs> what is the reason for Charles? Cosgrove. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> All right, let's get with okay. the story, shall let's, we? <laughs> let's get with the story. Mr. Bumblebee Bear, he's sitting on out on his front porch, all happy and looking at the sun. And he says, what a pretty spring day. Let's work in the garden. Let's do that. Um, so he's out there with his little spade and his little hoe shovel thing, and it's all cute, and he's all cute. Bumblebee Bear gets his tools. Can you see the butterfly? And it's like, come on, what is this book? Because the butterfly is like right there. By his ear. It's like, of course, he can see the butterfly. I don't know why we're asking about the butterfly. It's a riveting story so far. It's going to get crazy any I'm second. I'm sure there's a twist at the end. In fact, there's a twist right now. Oh, no. Because there's a picture of Bumblebee Bear uh, stuck in the flowers. And he says, oops, is this a weed? Well, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> well, we don't get the answer. So maybe that's oh. the twist and turn. Is We'll just hmm. never know. <laughs> it's for the reader to decide. Well, the, is a choose-your-own story. Is it a weed or not? 
Tune in next week when we will not tell you the answer. <laughs> then Bumblebee Bear gets up to ride in the wheelbarrow. And there's the wheelbarrow and B- the Bumblebee Bear has his little head poking out with his little pauses. I really don't understand this either because it, he says it gets to ride in the wheelbarrow, but it's like the wheelbarrow isn't going anywhere. So hmm. in, in fact, the, the hoe is like just propped up against the wheelbarrow. So obviously the wheelbarrow is not going anywhere. This is not a great ride. Mr. Bumblebee Bear, I think we have to educate you on um, like Disneyland or stuff because this is not it. Hmm. <laughs> you are excited, I can tell. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, hmm. <laughs> okay. So lawn mowers are sure hard to push, apparently, because there's Bumblebee Bear with, now he's got a little friend out of nowhere and the little friend is like falling off the lawnmower and so, of course, it's hard to push because you're falling off it. You're not even trying, Mr. Fran. What's going on? This story is really exciting and really getting my nerves up. Bumblebee Bear is in the garden with his mom, and Mama Bear plants some seeds. And Bumblebee Bear says, where are the flowers? It's like, well, you have to grow them. You can't just plant the seed. Like, Bumblebee Bear doesn't know very much. But apparently, he gets educated because now he's watering the seeds really well. And any for that still listening, I, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure they're here because this is such an exciting uh, story. Okay. So water and dirt meet squishy mud, he says. There's Bumblebee Bear and he's looking down at his poor little posies that are in the squishy mud. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now he's running back in the house because apparently he's tired of working, I guess. And and Mama said... Bears tire easily, by the way. Appar- oh, you know this, to be true. You know? Actually, I don't know who's even saying this, because it just says, wipe your feet be- before you go inside. But Oh, there's a little ladybug on the porch, so maybe ladybug is advising Bumblebee Bear to wipe your feet before you go inside. I don't know. And then now here's Bumblebee Bear sitting at the table with a sandwich and apple and water, and... It says, working in the garden makes you very hungry, exclamation point. The best and most exciting part of the story is coming up right now. I mean, this is the most, you are on the edge of, remember how earlier you guessed that the big twist and turn and crazy, where did that come from? Was going to be at the end. We're there. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. ready. Okay. Because that is the end. Nice. Okay. So in other news, I have kind of a... Semi blast from the past, and I don't know if it will be as exciting because you can't. You, it helps to like look through the pictures and everything. But I dug up the um, con book from FC twenty seventeen, going places, and I thought it might be fun just to like flip through some pages and take a, a, stroll, a stroll down memory lane. That's what we're looking for: a stroll down memory lane, FC twenty seventeen. And you know what's special about that one, barely? That was my first, very first con. That was your very first fur con. Fun times. And the rest mm-hmm. is history. The, the first thing here is a letter from the Marriott Hotel. And let me read it to all you furs. And for any fur that was at FC 2017, maybe you'll recognize this too. Dear FurCon attendee, thank you for choosing San Jose Marriott. We deeply apologize for the inconvenience you experienced in your sleeping room due to the power outage on January 12th, 2017 until 5.30 p.m. We know that you were looking forward to coming back to enjoying the further confusion convention. Thank you for your patience as we worked on the issue to get the power up and running. Please accept our offer for a 25% discount on your room rate for January 12th. So I guess you'd have to have been there on January 12th or you don't get it. We hope that you enjoyed the rest of your stay and please let us know 
if we can further assist. I remember we were on our way and you were on Telegram talking to people and they were all complaining about the power being out. That's right. I remember. I remember. Yes. And we were like, well, I hope the power is there by the time we get there. And yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was back on by the time we got there. Yes. I, I, I remember actually that um, like literally a half hour before we got there. And right. so yes. I think like all the elevators and everything was all backed up because because of the maids, not because of the people of the mm -hmm. uh, attendees, but because of the maids were now rushing to try and get people's uh, rooms ready because mm -hmm. they couldn't get up and down without the elevators that they didn't yep. have. That, that was exciting. And that was your very first FurCon, like literal experience, an event that happened. <laughs> and then, you know, OK, let's see what's next. It's funny because in the next page is the letter from the chairman, which I won't read because this long, you would think that, okay, now the letters from the board of directors and, and good stuff like that would come next after chairman. But no, all of it way at the very end, the very last page is the letter from the board of directors. And, and it's only half a page long. Well, clearly the director had way more to say. The director had a lot of things to say. The board just said, on behalf of all members, welcome and running a convention is hard. And again, thank you. And sincerely, bye-bye. That's pretty wait much minute, what they said. Running a convention is hard? No. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of work to it. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it ran very smoothly. It can't be that hard. I know. I'm sure there was no hiccups or anything because I sure Never. didn't see anything. It I ran totally smoothly. Totally smoothly, yep. But I guess this is a shout out to the um, the volunteers and staff and chairman and the board and everyone that helped with FC 2017 and every FC since then. But FC 2017, it ran so well for uh, Barely's first con. So thank you for that. I'm sure they did it all for you. They knew I was coming. Say so We got to get this just right because Barely's coming. And let's see. So then we've got Code of Conduct. Then an ad for Feeding Frenzy, the welcome all furries, 10% off when you bring in this ad. <gasps> Too bad um, we can't use that now because that was uh, several years ago. Again, I say it's more exciting if you're actually looking at it. But, you know, maybe if any of you furs were there, you can look through this with us. Talks about our charity, Nine Lives Foundation, the kitties. It's good to donate to the kitties. Oh, and then an ad for BLFC, which we then went to that year. We did. We did, yes. Ooh, and their ad is very riveting. Oh, you can eat sushi. Sending mimosas, brunch buffet, gambling, which I know you partook in. No, I did not. Oh, uh, I mean, no, you did not. I'm I never, sorry. never. I never I know, never, 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 ever. That's a lie. It's a, it is. It is. Parade event Steelers, then the list goes on. It's pretty exciting. Oh, here's our story. So this story is called Chasing Paradise. It's a story by Bradley Cohen. So Bradley Cohen, if you happen to be listening, I'm going to read your story now. 6 a.m. on a summer day, it was made apparent by the ringing of Robert's alarm clock. The fox slammed his paw onto the alarm clock to turn off the alarm, then proceeded to get out of bed. He put on a tropical shirt and some cargo shorts, getting ready for his flight to Hawaii. He put his suitcase in the trunk of his car and drove to the airport as the darkness of the night sky faded to daylight. Ooh. The airport was ooh it, ooh, it was a pretty ooh, it was a pretty ooh. drive. The airport was very crowded that day, and every minute spent in traffic would lower Robert's chances of making his flight. The first nightmare was finding a parking spot and wondering why he didn't call a shuttle so he could skip this madness. Parking, parking madness. madness. Yeah. It took 20 minutes to find an empty space, and his flight was scheduled for departure at 8.30 a.m. He ran to the crosswalk with a suitcase in his paw, waiting, walking across the street between the 
parkage garage and the pickup zone. That's exciting too. When the cross is <laughs> <laughs> me as a parking. Okay. <laughs> the pickup zone. Was... Pickup zone. It's not the twilight zone. It's the pickup zone. When the crossing light turned on, he ran straight to the baggage claim and up the stairs to the Pacific Airlines ticket booth. After showing his ID card and paying the fare, he headed to the worst part of the airport. And we know what that is, right, Barely? Well, that's got to be security. The security line, unsurprisingly, was very long. Robert wasn't sure if he would ha- even have enough time to buy a bagel and coffee. <gasps> it was 8.02 a.m. and time was only moving forward, but the line was painfully slow. Every passing minute was a higher chance of missing his flight. He saw two wolves in uniform scanning each passenger, knowing that it was the final hoop he had to jump through. It was 8.27. <sighs> Uh, he's only got three minutes. It was 8.27 when he finally reached the body scanner. I'm in a really big hurry, he said. Can we make this quick? That's what everyone says, replied one of them. He said, just like that. That's what just everyone like that. says. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your shoes and put them on the conveyor belt with your bag. He reluctantly followed their instructions and completed their security scan without incident. Without, without incident. incident. Well, good for him. <laughs> good for him. With that. I hate it when there's an incident. When there's an incident, it's so difficult. As- especially when you're just walking from point A to point B and there's an incident. You really don't yes. want that. He grabbed his shoes the very second they came out of the x-ray machine and hastily he put them on. And you don't ever want to hastily put your shoes on, but this this called for it. Well, unless they're loafers, they just slip them right on. They just slip. You, you can be as hasty as you want, right? Yeah. It, it's kind of like the people that make bread. They're, they're loafers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so hastily <laughs> putting in... <laughs> Shout out to Fluke, yes. Um, so he uh, gra- and so he grabbed his bag and ran out, ran to the gate. It was eight twenty nine, and the last passenger was entering the boarding bridge. Robert ran as fast as he could, holding out his boarding pass and yelling, "Don't close the door!" I don't know if he said it like that, but probably. After presenting his boarding pass and breathing heavily, he was allowed to proceed. <laughs> <laughs> he a very well, it's important to know, you know. He found his assigned seat and put his bag in the overhead compartment, happy that he made it to his, the plane on time. He rested his tail on his lap and breathed a sigh of relief. <sighs> so he's no longer breathing heavily. I hope they gave him a drink at that point. Well, instead of a drink, he got a message from the captain. And that message is or was Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The flight's delayed. Yes. Let's let's see if you're right. The captain says, I'm purposely making you wait to see, because in anticipation to see if you're right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, Yeah. Go. Go. Just just Uh. do it. The captain says, we regret to inform you that we have have been delayed by one hour. (laughs) We apologize for the inconvenience. The End. There is our uh, story down a memory lane from FC 2017, and luckily we drove. We don't have didn't have to worry about our flight being delayed and resting our tail on our lap or anything. Well, you know what? I think I think we should get to that ever popular jokes section. We'll, we'll just call we'll just call it that. I think that's a good thing to the do. Ever popular jokes. Do you know who doesn't eat on Thanksgiving? I'm going to give you a Thanksgiving joke because it's the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. 
I, I, you know? I, I'm just, I love how you like started it. Do you know why? Do, do, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just give you a Thanksgiving joke. Do you know I'm why? Gonna, do you know why? Like or do you know who doesn't eat on Thanksgiving? <laughs> who doesn't eat on Thanksgiving? I don't know. Well, I mean, I do. Well, the turkey doesn't because it's already stuffed. Oh. <laughs> My posy snap at that or something. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, already? I just saw it already. already. I mean, it's, uh, it, <laughs> I don't know if it even classifies as bad or it's like another genre of, of stupid, maybe. Maybe that's what. Oh. So Bob says, sugar is the only word in English where the SU sounds like SH. And Betty says, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. What goes up and down but never moves? It must be a cow. No, it's the stairs. That makes a lot more sense than a cow. I don't know. <laughs> it does. It does. Why would why would I even guess that? But okay, okay. I don't know. Oka's moves it subconsciously. Moves. Are you sure you're not a cow? I've got an inner cow. I'm a pup with an inner cow, maybe. Embrace your inner cow. Embrace your inner cow. And I've never seen a cow go up and down, actually. So why is the sea measured in knots? I don't know. Why is the sea measured in knots? To keep the ocean tide. <laughs> to keep the ocean tide. <laughs> Do you know what one toilet said to the other toilet? I am really scared to know, but I, I guess tell me. You look a little flushed. Oh. <laughs> oh, just just a little, just not too much, just a little. For for every fur listening to make Tabin go, "Oh, that's got to be a really bad joke." <laughs> that's got to be a really bad there, there is this. Any fur that knows me would know mm-hmm. that's the truth. Also, I know some truth. That if you put a mother duck and five ducklings, it's got to be five. But if you put a mother duck and five ducklings in a box, what would you have? A box of ducks? You would. um, And even more specifically, a box of quackers. But why six? (laughs) I don't know. I, I I mean, I've had boxes that have a lot more than six, so I don't know. Of course, remember, this is from 1968, so maybe back then. <laughs> you only got six had... crackers in a box. <laughs> so, Tabin, yes. do, you know, do you know why you go to bed every night? I mean, I think I do, but maybe you have more insight on this, Barely. Why do I go to bed at, every night? Because the bed won't come to you. Well... It's true. Okay. What is so fabulous about a tiny TV set? I don't know. Tiny commercials. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it, I think, but there, is yeah. there more to it than what I'm thinking? I mean, there's less of them. They're tiny, they're smaller. Okay. Shorter. So I do get it. Okay. I, I yeah. uh, okay. I think we've spent just enough time today. Just enough. Okay. Just wow. enough. It's like we sit down to record this, and then before you know it, we're done. It's just, it's happened again. It happened again, once again. So we're here together at the end. And, you know, if people want to, if furs and people and things that listen to us, I'm going to say things <laughs> that listen to us because things. Who knows? 
who knows what listens to us? I, there are things in the universe that could hear us, and and that's what's keeping them away from our planet. Who knows? Um, it, it could be a vertical cow that we are keeping away from our planet because of our podcast, pup I guess. Or people in Flatland that you know have no idea that this exists. They have no so. idea. We'll have to stick our finger in and pull it out. And for any fur that doesn't know that reference, go back to whenever I talked about Flatland on the oh, whatever show. Whatever episode that was, yes. Whatever <laughs> show that was. I. But luckily, now that you went to all that work to make the wiki fur. That's true. Go to our wiki fur and find that episode. And you can tune right in and listen. And you can see all the fancy schmancy subjects that we've talked about on our show. Fancy <laughs> and schmancy. All of fancy that. Fancy and yes. schmancy. So... And uh, send us a letter, send us an email, send us a tweet, send us a Twitter, send us a telegram, send us something. And as we always say, if you have some math you want me to talk about or a story, a children's story or some type of story you want me to read on the podcast sometime, you know, send us the info. And, you know, we've had a couple people send us stories and we have failed on that front because we haven't found the books yet. So. Oh, so I apologize, every fur, for failing on that front. It's it, and it's not for lack of trying, but I oh, think are these both, hard to find? <laughs> they're they're very hard to find, and I'm trying to. I keep trying. I want to have a free moment to try and look them up tomorrow or tomorrow, but next week is unless you're binge listening. Then tomorrow, when you hear our podcast tomorrow, <laughs> there'll be a math story. Uh, if you're not binging and you're waiting a week for your, if you're one of our favorite furs that listen as soon as it comes out thank you but you'll have to wait a week but next week is math is it not yeah it is not not math because it is math well Tabin I'm going to say goodnight goodbye farewell Zayn, and all those other fancy words for saying goodbye oh and before we do shout out to Renegade Rue because um well, this is probably a week later than than it happened, but uh, he's doing better. For any for that doesn't know, our beloved renegade Rue, he did have the COVID, the coronavirus. He's feeling really better, but he is doing better and in recovery. So shout out to him. We're all so glad that our favorite Rue is doing better. Absolutely. All right, folks, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you and hear you. And well, we won't see you or hear you, but you'll see us <laughs> yeah, or hear yeah, us, us. <laughs> at another time. So bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bark Bark, and I wag. See you next time. Big hug. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began, and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Keynes. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate, Reg Day, with Damien Tanuki. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFT chat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. You can also help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash barelyfurcasting. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week.